0: So just now turning 7.44, after meeting for more than one and a half hours in the Oval Office with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's right-hand man, Kim Yong-chol, US President Donald Trump said his meeting is going to be a process, as in his meeting with Kim Jong-un. That's going to take place on June 12th from 9am Singapore time. We've had that confirmed in the last few hours. But uh, we've been warned by President Trump he's not going to sign anything on that day. So he seems to be preparing us for a slower deal, not quite the swift version of complete, verifiable and irreversible denuclearization that some were expecting. Critics have even suggested Trump could accept a a weaker deal than the US had with Iran before Trump pulled out of it. Echoes failure of the past and rookie mistake read some recent newspaper headlines in the New York Times and Washington Post, respectively. Of course, the US media and President Trump have had something of a collision. I'm sure he'd defend himself against uh, what he describes many times as fake news. Let's bring in Professor Park Won-gon, School of International Studies at Handong University. Good morning to you. Good morning. So, uh, President Trump's words after meeting with Kim Jong-chol, does it suggest a change in his attitude or even in US policy towards North Korean denuclearization?
1: I don't think so. You just mentioned the very interesting articles published by New York Times and Washington Post. Yes, you are correct that those the uh, news media is very negative against uh, Donald Trump. But this meeting is meaningful, and it is true that President Trump says several times he will make a deal, not the agreement, and as you mentioned that he will not sign any kind of agreement. So there are still something that the United States wants to deal with North Korea, but I think overall the picture is already set. I mean, there are at least three important agendas that u s and North Korea should uh at least have a common ground in order to actually help hold this kind of upcoming meeting and I think those three agendas uh of course the principle of c v i d and set set the date to complete denuclearization, That's President Trump has insisted for a long period of time. And third one is give some kind of security guarantee to North Korea. So I think the, both countries agree with these three um, a very kind of a basic principle. But at this moment, U.S. kind of uh, forces North Korea to do more. So we already talk about like front loading and those kind of things, so still That's why Donald Trump mentioned that we have to have a deal, not the agreement.
0: Interestingly, the United States, through White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders, uh, said, um, well, at 4 a.m. our time, this came in through Yonhap News Agency, our policy hasn't changed and we wouldn't take the pressure off until we see denuclearization. Hmm. Uh, Basically, suggesting the maximum pressure policy on North Korea hasn't changed. President Trump himself said he didn't want to use the term "maximum pressure" anymore because they're getting along. Um, so, I mean, do you, do you sympathise with him? He's trying. He's trying on the one hand to send out the right signals to North Korea, but but these media outlets have got their knives out and they're jumping on everything he says and does at this point.
1: Well, actually, I'm not you know, sympathised for him because, but uh, you know, we have to be very careful when we interpret Trump's statement. You see, he talks too much, and many of them are need to be abstract. We have already explained so many cases after he's saying something, and then his steps has to explain what president means. So very next day, you just mentioned, the White House confirmed that maximum pressure will be continued. But at this moment, the important thing is Trump got the kind of upper hand. He's the one who forced North Korea to do more, so He said he will raise the human rights issue in even this upcoming summit, and also he will also ask some related issues such as like ballistic missile issue, and he wanted to put the restriction on the range. So overall, I don't think he has, you know, um, have the, as other the U.S. media mentioned that he already to gave too much to North. Korea. I, I don't agree with that.
0: Critics worry, though, that President Trump is giving North Korea propaganda victories. I mean, even just having Kim Jong-Tol in that office, in the Oval Office, um, chatting for almost two hours, having a rare and warm personal send-off, as it was described, sorry. Um, it, it does seem to be that he's... F- I don't want to say forgetting <laughs> all those human rights issues that you just mentioned, uh-huh. but but certainly not giving the impression of of, of somebody who... Views Pyongyang in the negative light that he was suggesting before.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, Some critics mentioned that Trump is already handing propaganda victory to North Korea. Mm. So then, my question is: so Then, what kind of a propaganda victory that North Korea has received? Because Kim jong is on the list of sanctions. You are right, but even wartime, they talk. The enemy also will talk with enemy. So Kim jong main mission in this time is to deliver. Kim Jong-un's personal letter to Trump. So, you know, necessary to welcome the delegator. And also, Trump feels like a victory over Kim Jong-un. When Trump sent a letter to Kim Jong-un to call off summit, he said, you probably remember that, the correct word is, if you change your mind, do not hesitate to call or write me. So this is exactly what Kim Jong-un did. So Trump feels really a you know, victory over the Kim Jong-un and what Trump wants to do to, you know, just follow this, uh, you know, Kim Jong Un actually did for the Trump, but I yeah agree that it is pretty unusual that Trump did like personal send off. But we are talking about Donald Trump, President Trump. Everything is possible for him. You know, he's a very unconventional president.
0: So uh, you, you mentioned before the guarantees that North Korea will want. I mean, at, at the moment, it looks like well, if, if, if the U.S. really is not going to provide any sanctions concessions until after denuclearization is verified, then then a gradual process actually um only hurts North Korea. You would think North Korea'd want to kinda of speed it up to, to get those sanctions off their back. But but how do you see things unfolding? Because of the the need for for them also to be reassured about their security.
1: Well I think Trump is getting more realistic because at the first time, first stage he thought all the issues very simple. But we found out that it's very sophisticated and difficult, and it takes a long time. So right now we are talking about two things. One is CVID you just mentioned, and at the same time we are talking about CVIG. G stands for guarantee. The problem is, you know, nobody in the no one in the world have this CVID or CVIG against or for the country like North Korea. So this is for the first time we actually dismantle this so actually de facto the nuclear state, such as the North Korea. So people are saying that if we are trying to do CVID in a conventional way, like a report verify, inspect, and dismantle, it takes at least 15 to 30 years. So this is why President Moon Jae-in mentioned that we need to do it with some kind of innovative way. And CBIG is also very problematic, problematic too, because there is a North there is no such thing to complete secret guarantee to a certain country. Because the all three now are talking about this kind of piece of paper. And this is not my word, but the Secretary of State, Pompeo, mentioned that one too. So if we give them a more secure need to something military measure, such as stop ROK U.S. military treaty deploying deploying US strategic assets, even withdraw of US FK. But this is a very difficult thing. If we are doing this, it definitely undermine our deterrence against North Korea. So it's going to be a very difficult and sophisticated issue.
0: How about um, President Trump's suggestion that uh, we might see an agreement to formally end the Korean War in this meeting? Yeah. You would think that would be positive from all sides, but there is the suggestion that if the war is Formally ended. That will necessarily affect U.S. policy on this peninsula.
1: Well, actually, Trump mentioned it once before. So, in his mind, ending the Korean War is kind of a historically very important and meaningful thing. So, he want to be a historically remembered president who ended almost a seventy years long war. But I'm not sure at this moment whether he really understands well about the detailed plan to end Korean War. And also propose that South Korea government has pursued it and also I strongly suggest to the our government that we should not hurry to declare the end of the Korean War because we are not sure at this moment what kind of agreement comes out from this upcoming summit and Also, we should consider China China has already shows their dissatisfaction to exclude her this ceremony of declaration of ending war so we already experienced that issue We have to be very careful to approach this kind of very sensitive
0: issue. Yeah, it's China, another major player in the Korean War on the north side. But a couple of other issues, if we Mm -hmm. have time. Firstly, Bashar al-Assad, Syrian president, is apparently going to visit North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, which just Mm -hmm. seems astonishing. He'll be the first Syrian president, um, but also the first leader of a foreign country to visit North Korean leader Kim Jong Un. Um, I mean, for for that to be Bashar al-Assad at this particular moment, given all the complications yeah. with the U.S. and Syria, mm-hmm. why on earth would North Korea be going down that road right now?
1: Well, I, I do not think that Pyongyang is make a final decision to let the uh, Bashar al-Assad to visit Pyongyang. Just the North Korean official media have this kind of a news. But I do not think North Korea will let Bashar al-Assad to visit Pyongyang because Kim Jong-un want to be shown the world as a normal leader. He's doing kind of image politics. When he visits South Korea twice, I mean the North South Korea summit, He's tried his best to showing to the public as like normal leader. But you will know that you just mentioned Bashar al-Assad is a very notorious dictator and to kill his own people using chemical weapons. So we can imagine that if they would meet, well, the world will portray it as very negative. dictator who got the power from his father killed his own people and illegally developed possessed WMD and those two leaders to get together. I don't think North Korea is stupid enough to do these kind of things.
0: Uh, But they did announce it through their own state-run media.
1: Mm, uh, but still, I don't think there is a possibility to actually this meeting happen.
0: We are out of time, but in about 45 seconds or so, can you sum up for us as well whether we should be reading much into North Korea changing its top three military officials with supposed moderates?
1: Yeah, I think this is kind of a positive sign. The most difficult job that Kim Jong-un needs to do is sooner or later. Is to persuade their own people why he wants to give up his nuclear capability. So, in that sense, he have to think about the military, military is the most important force for Kim Jong Un. So that's why he replaced three top military officials, younger and more moderate and above all loyal to Kim Jong Un.
0: Thank you, Professor Park. It's always informative having you on the line with us. Thank you for taking the time. Right.
1: Thank you.